three female entrepreneurs turned besties share on life, business, and the journey through the mess. Join their community with every new episode for connection, education, a few laughs, and the hype energy like a bathroom full of drunk girls at a bar. It's okay. We're We're friends friends now. now. Hey, y'all. It's Biz. Bonjour. It's Katie. Hey guys, it's Ashley and welcome back to another episode of We're Your Friends Now. Today we're talking about a super fun topic, happiness. What does it mean to be happy? How do you find happiness and the road to happy while you're also trying to navigate self-improvement and growth? Because sometimes those can feel a little at odds with each other. So To start today off, I think it's good to just lay some framework because I feel like everybody defines it a little bit differently. What does happiness even mean? So like Katie, when somebody says like happy, feeling happy, being happy, what does that mean to you? What is happiness? Oh, okay. We're just going to open up with like the the gut punch here. Um, (laughs) I don't really know how to define it. That doesn't mean I don't know what it is. Um, and I struggle with this a little bit, uh, this actually, I was really excited when you said that you wanted to talk about this because, um, this has been like a real, I'm going to go down like a long tangent. I'll try and keep this short. This has been such an interesting, uh, like journey for me, I guess, over the past year, investigating happiness as we refer to it. I think partially because so many people have started to grab onto this happy culture versus hustle culture. Yeah. And so I start looking at like, well, what is happiness? Um, and so for me personally, I heard something in high school that has just, it stuck with me. I mean, high school is like a very long time ago. Um, and it was joy comes from Jesus. Happiness comes from happenings. And mm. I know not everybody is religious, um, but I am and I love alliteration. So I've kept it as is. But if you're not, you can think about it as like, um, peace or alignment or whatever brings you joy, right? And then happiness comes from happening. So for me, it's two totally different things. Like I have this joy that's never ending in my life. That's like an overall happiness. And then there's additional things that are happy, like moments of excitement or whatever. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I, I really like separating that because I agree with the idea that happiness to me is very difficult to give a description to, but you know it when you are feeling it. And Uh I never like necessarily just felt the same type of happiness sitting in like a nice chair, reading a book that to me is like defined more as contentment where happiness, like, you know, when you get proposed to by somebody that you really love and like (laughs) that excitement and like that, but like, then you think about, you know, everybody thinks so much so highly of happiness and like, well, I want to be happier, happier, happier. And yeah. how exhausting would it be to feel that level of excitement? <laughs> well, all it's supposed time? it's supposed it's a temporary fleeting emotion, right? And no emotion is supposed to be a 24 hour or 247 thing. So you're right, it would be exhausting. Yeah. Like you can't maintain that level. I mean, it sounds great in theory of like, oh, I'm just always happy. But like the reality is parts of life suck. And even the ones that don't suck, some of it is just not like thrilling. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Biz? How do you define happiness? Like what signifies happy to you? I, um, so 
where I am currently in my self-discovery journey is trying to stop compartmentalizing things so much. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm like, I'm listening to you guys talk and at first I was like, oh yeah, what's happiness? And I just, I just started like, you know, thinking of like warm sunshine all around me, you know, kind of thing. Like that's happy. That's what it feels like. And then, you know, we're, we're kind of sparsing it out into more distinct emotions, right. Or like, like more specific feelings. Um, and I, I think that that's indicative of our growth, right. Cause that's like where we talk about first, like when you talk about feelings, like you really need to identify what it is with that. Um, and so I, I think that that's really cool, but then I was also falling into the trap of then creating more buckets in my brain as you guys (laughs) were talking of like bucketing things that make me, oh yeah, (laughs) that makes me content or that's that. And so, so when I talk about happiness, um, what it is to me is like overarching the best way I can describe it is like the bucket of all things good. Mm, And I'm. Yeah, you're saying, but I also am working through how that's not necessarily the healthiest way to, to live your life. Right. Because it started, I fell into the trap so that way I could go and grab from different things as I needed. Um, and, and I really am am trying to, to see it in all things at all times at whatever and not just like, okay, biz, now's the time to be happy <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm, I'm chewing on it with you guys, with y'all, yeah. with y'all through it. Interesting. Have you ever heard that for some reason that really sparked this um, theory I heard of recently, the flat line time theory? I've and not heard no, that. No, but please tell me everything. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> the idea that time is a flat line and it is, all moments in time are existing at every second continuously. So like I right now it's happening. Before. Yeah. I love that theory. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. And, yeah. And just maybe think about it that like the idea that everything is always happening all at once because emotions can coexist. And like the idea of bittersweet came up because of feeling happy and sad and like happiness doesn't have to go exist in that bucket over there for a certain time where it's permissible to be happy. (laughs) It can be existing all the time, all at once. I really appreciate that, Ashley. You just brought something. um, Where I am familiar with that theory is actually um, the idea of heaven (laughs) when I am time and God existing outside of time. And where it came from was when my dad passed and uh, people would tell me, oh, well, he's looking down at you. And I went through my bitter stage of grief, which like real talk, everybody goes through a little bit of bitter stage of grief. And um, in that I was like, ah, how is that possible? Mm -hmm. Um, And someone actually comforted me because in my mind, heaven is without desire. And so Mm -hmm. I got stuck that if my dad was watching down, then he'd have a desire to know what I was doing. (laughs) And so like that, and I got stuck there and Mm -hmm. I did a grief share and it was the idea of time and that those two places could exist simultaneously and outside of, outside of all of that. And so it's really cool because I have the problem of overthinking. I think anybody who knows me knows that I overthink anything. I mean, I could overthink a color. And, um, (laughs) 
And so I, I really love that you use the language to speak to me, to get into my head all the way through. And I, I'm familiar with that. And, and I'm going to really, really sit with it. You really just helped me, Ashley. Like, thank you. That's so amazing. Like, it's so <laughs> weird how the idea of sometimes you see things for a reason or you hear things and they stick with you and you don't know why. And sometimes that's what it is. You were supposed to deliver that message to somebody. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, happy. not to bring us down with that because we're talking about happiness and like, and I'm not, it's not a down thing. No, like, it's not no. right. Like it just is. And I, I love, like, you're right. Full circle, full circle, but that's also how growth happens, right? You have to talk to your friends about things um, yeah. in, in real conversations. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad she helped you. She ruined my day because now I'm just going to be thinking about that all day. <laughs> so it's funny because the, the thing that like it made me think of is that whenever I go somewhere that I've been in the past and it doesn't need to be an extremely significant location. Sometimes it's just like a turn lane I used to use to go somewhere mm -hmm. that I don't really go anymore. And I drive mm -hmm. past it and it feels like it, there's something in me that feels like I can see myself there. Mm, like, like an out-of-body experience. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. It's like I can see myself there and experiencing that back in that moment. And so that's why like that thought time theory, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe that's why that resonates with me because I feel like I always see a quote unquote ghost of myself at all these different locations. <laughs> you know, that's interesting yeah. the way that we're talking about happiness, right? Because it's important that it's a topic because you have to be intentional about your happiness mm -hmm. when you're yeah, waddling yeah. through all of this stuff. Intentionality behind happiness at first, it's like I remember being young and, you know, typical youth, you're just like so overstressed about how things are supposed to work out and you're trying to like control your future. And part of that's probably the stress that high school put on you. Like, you need to get yeah. to school. You need to pick your major. This is how your life is going to be for the rest of forever. <laughs> and you're like, no, I can change careers all the time, whenever I want. Like, it's a big deal. Like, um, newsflash, like, if you're 16 listening to this, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. It's fine. You're not yes, making you your lifelong decisions, like, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that, too, I, it's the phrasing that you're using that that sparked it. Remember my my slip here of what story do I want to get myself to mm. in this situation? Mm. And really, that starts – that goal setting starts with me thinking of a place of happiness. And um, I yeah. think that that happiness place is different from each goal um, yeah. with it, but the intentionality there. And so that's, that's what it is. It's a story, right? And I don't think that until you're, you're saying it over and over right now that I realize that that's how I start goal setting. And I think that that might be why it was difficult for me to goal set for so long is because I was depressed. <laughs> mm, <laughs> and, yeah. and so, you know, and maybe that's where it started with the bucketing is it's because that's the only tool I had at the time was to bucket, was to make a list and to go to it. You know, um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's really, that's, that's kind of cool, but it's, it's important though, like that you're intentional with your happiness. Um, so that way you don't get depressed <laughs> because you yeah. can also house hack your brain in a lot of ways too. And I think that, that all of us understand how important that is, um, without us. I mean, we've never really talked about this. I love that we're talking about this. Actually, mm -hmm. this is cool. <laughs> I know it's, su it's such a weird thing too. I almost feel like it ties into like the idea of bragging that you don't want to brag about being happy. 
And so it gets this like shoved to the side. Nobody seems to talk about it that much. Um, and it bothers me because I, you know, we go to conferences, we read books, we um, talk about not being depressed and how do you avoid falling into depression, but we never really let people spend time talking about happiness and joy. And I think it's important. And it's funny because that you bring up goal setting because that for a long time was butting heads with me feeling happy. I probably spent like a whole year where I was angry because I was, I felt like there were these two things completely at odds with each other where I wanted to feel happy and proud of myself and my accomplishments and content. But I also felt this pull and this demand to be setting bigger goals, to be growing as a person, to be growing as a businesswoman, to be accomplishing more. And that felt completely at odds with each other because I felt mm -hmm. like in order to grow, I cannot be happy with where I am currently. And yeah. I'm not sure if other people have felt that same conflict. I'd love to hear about that and how you deal with the idea of happiness and contentment versus the desire for goals and self-growth. Ooh, let's go. <laughs> so this, especially in our industry, is so prevalent because people talk about not being happy with where they are or like nothing's ever enough, right? And again, I think it's important that you define different things and give them names and understand that like <clears throat> I study people and myself a lot so that I can identify these things and move through them in my life really and um, so I think that there's this balance, right, of like people take, I can't be happy with where I am because I need to grow and do more and I can't, I can't like sit here or I'm not being the best I could be. But I think that that's giving too much power to like a number or like a work thing or whatever it is. So I think that you have to first back up define like what's the best that you can be in all aspects, Right. And so this to me is, again, where the separation of joy and happiness comes out. So like, where is your peace and what's your mission in life and how do you stay aligned with that? And then life is made up of moments and happiness is a moment. And so how do you set goals that will get you more of these happy moments in life, right, where you're excited and thriving and mm -hmm. like doing things that you love to do? And I think that actually a really important piece of that is acknowledging when you hit milestones. And that doesn't just mean a sales goal or a unit goal or whatever, but like cool things about yourself that you've grown or experiences that you've had to have that you've had to do. And so <clears throat> it's been really difficult. Like anybody who knows me knows I'm a super high eye. I'm really going, it's a shock to nobody that I was a cheerleader in high school. Um, <laughs> and like, I will celebrate anything and everything like with my dying breath. Um, and so it's hard for me when other people don't want to celebrate themselves because mm. to me, like celebrate all of the steps that you're taking and don't give up that happiness along the way. Because if you're only chasing a goal for the end result, and this sounds so cliche, it's like it's not about the goal, it's the journey. But truly, if you're only chasing it for that one end result and you think that that's happiness, boy, oh boy, are you, boy, howdy, are you in for a disappointment when you get there? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> raise your hand if you've experienced that disappointment. Oh, Biz yeah, raises her I, hand. Yeah, every hand up. <laughs> I mean, oh, like, and I, I think that that you know, Katie, that's a lot of wisdom that you just yeah. that you just dropped. And I really appreciate the way that you kind of laced 
laced all of that together there. I, um, I agree with that. I agree with that too, uh, with it. And, um, the, the happiness and the goal setting bits for me, it's, that's where, like I said, like I was really stifled with goal setting for a long time because I moved to new Orleans, got my hundred year old duplex that I always wanted. And that I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> like now what? <laughs> like, okay, well, I guess I gotta have some friends. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like, literally, we were here probably six months before Jonathan was like, "Babe, you gotta go. You gotta go meet some parents." <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> but I was really scared. Um, I was really scared with it and going back there with a goal setting bit and the happiness. I think it was like not knowing what was going to make me happy, but it was more of like the big why and the mission stuff. So, so with happiness and contentment and goal setting, um, I, it goes back to giving yourself permission to change. I think I got, stuck. I think it goes, I think I got stuck in like decision paralysis too, Yeah, because, you know, once you really shift your worldview into seeing the world through an optimistic framing a happiness framing instead of a shitty framing (laughs) um you could almost be paralyzed by joy or by happiness around you and like which way you want to run i mean like all of the different things and so so yeah yeah, so that that's really was my biggest thing is just knowing that i can change what makes me happy too yeah interesting i really love that i you know it's funny because there was a time setting goals like i just didn't do that and it was very hard so hard to believe that's so I know, right? Like it goes back to you being an introvert. I'm sorry, what? Right. I'm <laughs> totally different. And like that was just so difficult. Bold is what taught me. It was actually that exercise where they're like, okay, you have like whatever it was, five hundred dollars. You have to spend oh, it all day. Thing. You can only spend it on yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, and it has to be gone by the end of the day. How are you gonna spend it? And then they double it every single time. So like, okay, now you have a thousand, now you have two thousand. And it gets to where you have to spend like a million dollars in one day. <laughs> and the, the rules are, it has to be on you. So you can't be like, I would buy, you know, my husband, all this stuff. It's like, no, you, you, what yeah. do you want? And that is a question I had just not really dived into at that deep of a level. And then interestingly enough, goal setting became like happiness crack to me where, <laughs> where it was like, I basically was creating a to-do list to make myself yeah. feel happy and then yeah. rushing through it in the year, like my vision board was literally a to-do list. And <laughs> it just, like, it was still good. Like, yeah, I took the trip that I wanted to take and I got the pictures and the vacation and the experience, but I still was moving through it too quickly because it was like, okay, check what was else, what else is on the vision board, whatever uh, I gotten done. Like, it was weird. It was very- Oh my um, God, Ashley, you just- <laughs> I just had like the biggest revelation of something I'm like actively struggling with right now. <laughs> I am stretched very thin. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. I made some new hires. We've got some new stuff coming. Like, like I'm turning the ship around one degree shifts, right? Like one degree movements with Yay. it. But like I, when I'm stretched thin, I, it's very hard for me to be happy even in things that I'm happy and I know I should be happy about because I'm so tired. I'm so yeah. tired mm-hmm. that all I want to do is just zone out. And that's where you're talking about making things like making yourself be happy, like this checklist to do. Like I I say, like, I don't want to do this. I am doing this for Olivia. 
Let's say that. Like mm-hmm. I want to sit and space out and not talk to anyone, but I'm mm-hmm. doing this for Olivia. Yeah. And that's not good because it's but mm-hmm. I like realize like I need to like stop that even thought in my head because I know that I'm going to have a good time when I'm doing it, yeah. right? And so like like that but again like it's, we're chewing through this this checklist and what you're talking about the the to-do list like I did my first stained glass class last week. And that was, yeah, thank you. Um, But like, that was really hard for me to do to like one book the classes for myself Two like Mm -hmm. commit to turning my phone off for three hours, frankly, for myself (laughs) and, you know, and like doing it, but it's like, I I didn't want to, I didn't want to, but then I did. And it was great. And then you loved it. And then I loved it. And so it's, it's interesting. Like, I, I just really appreciate it again, like just chewing all this stuff. It's a real life thing, guys. Like we, I, when we talked about this podcast. We wanted to talk about stuff that was like while we were in the thick of it. So here we are. I, we are in the thick of it. I think yeah. also, like I was thinking through this, uh, when you said that you wanted to talk about this and one of the things that I've been really cognizant of, because I've had a difficult time, probably the last year, um, I, I am in general, just a very happy person. Like I'm very joyful and I'm a very happy person and probably the past year, like I haven't been him. One of the other distinctions that I had to make was that I wasn't being present in moments that should have been happy Mm. and I wasn't allowing myself to feel them. And a lot of people think being present means like putting down your phone or whatever. And while that's part of it, I wasn't living in this alignment and I was allowing stressors or things that I was overthinking or frustrated about cloud my brain like all the time. Yeah. And when you, it's really hard to push those things back and there's a difference in like pushing them How aside. How did you do from, that? Um, I, I don't really know. It's a lot of, um, so like a big thing for me, right, is who I surround myself with and the people in my life. And again, we could go down like a huge rabbit hole of this, but I think that it's a lot of like focusing on gratitude, giving specified time to think about the things that are frustrating me to try and find a solution. Because when they're in my brain all of the time, they aren't getting all of my focus in a solution kind of way, but they are taking up brain space and like bringing me down. Um, but if I gave myself like a dedicated time to think about those things and try and get a solution, then that was helpful. And that way you still give space to them to process them. And because I'm not talking about like shoving feelings down, that's not healthy either. Um, but like putting them aside and saying, okay, I will focus on this later. And then the rest of the time I could do things like, I mean, something as little as playing a game with my son makes me very happy. But I'm not in it if I'm really stressed or I'm thinking about how like all the time that that trip to the park takes when I could be doing or what or what I'm missing out on or whatever. Um, And you miss all of this happiness. And I think that that also happens a lot with goal setting is that people stress about what's in front of them on their plate or where how they're not where they think they should be. And Mm -hmm. they miss out on the happy moments and all of the things that they've done and the ways they're growing and this world that they've created around them. Right. Like, could you imagine creating Disney World? And like having this huge happy place and all you do is go there every day and look at how like, I don't know, you, there was an extra ride that you wanted that didn't get built in time. Like, could you like look at all of the happiness and the cool things around you and you are just like focused on this one thing that didn't work out. And that's kind of what we do with our lives. 
Yeah. But again, raise your hand if uh <laughs> <laughs> that is such such a good point. And I had this revelation not too long ago, too, in terms of my mood when I picked my kids up from school. I am very mindful of my mood when I'm dropping them off because I do not want anything to start them off on a bad day. So I yeah. try to make sure, even if we had to rush out the door, that we, it's okay. We're going to put on some happy music, drive over to school. It's going to be great. Have a good day. Yeah. Make sure everybody, I love you and, you know, a great start to the day. But then sometimes you're picking up in the afternoon and it's like the phone is ringing. You need to get back to your computer because work still needs to be done. Yep. And I'm stressed and somebody was mean to me at the office and blah, 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 blah. And like, so sometimes my mood was not <laughs> very good at all when I picked yeah. them up. And like they... I don't have very much time left of when they see my car and they run to me with a smile on their face. Right. Rushed me that I was missing that moment of happiness and teaching them to bottle up their own happiness yeah. because of my yeah. mood. And so I became very mindful of no matter what that phone call was or that text was that came in the second before I saw them, I had to give myself permission to say that emotion does not take up space at this time. We'll, yeah. we'll think about it later. And like, almost like flushing your brain, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Head empty, no thoughts. Hi, Katie. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, that's, I honestly, Katie, that's why it meant so much to me that you talked about in my letter of recommendation, how I fiercely protect the time with my daughter. Like yeah. that's, I, uh, I love y'all so much because I'm listening to you, Ashley, right. And saying all of that. And I, I feeling a little convicted. <laughs> um, if I'm being honest with this crazy stretch thin season of life. And, um, it's really great. Cause like, this is where you, you help hold me accountable to that. And I know that I'm not nearly as bad at it here in my head as I'm making it out to be right. Um, <laughs> Definitely with not. it, but like, you know, and, and that's honestly was the question that I was going to ask Katie and, and you too, Ashley is like, what do y'all do to switch? Because that's, that's where I find it very difficult with me in particular, cause I work like in different time zones. So, yeah. um, I know that it's, it's good to time block, right. And do that kind of stuff. But beyond that, like, are there any, like, like what you just said, like how you just kind of give yourself permission to put that aside and then pick it back up. Like yeah. Katie, do you make the same like mental recognition yeah. of that too? Like conscious decision of it? For sure. Yeah. I make a lot of conscious decisions about my mood or my thoughts that I'm allowing to come through. Um, and I have things, again, like everything to me will return to alignment and priorities. So like my husband and my son obviously are top of the list. So like when Brett comes home from work every day, it doesn't matter what happened. He's going to get greeted with a smile and upbeat, hello, a kiss and like a hug and like <clears throat> whatever else needs to be dealt with can be dealt with afterwards. But there's no emergency in the world that's as pressing as making sure that my people know that they that I love them. And that to me makes me really happy. Um, but I also had like as, as I was struggling with this and talking to Brett about it and like um, needing support, especially like with a young child. Um, and, you know, it's like it's hard because I, I haven't lived here that long. And, you know, mm -hmm. there's just like Brett would say, you know, well, I'll take Connor and you can do something that makes you happy. And I was like, I don't I don't even know anymore. Like, I don't even know myself. I don't know. Like. I don't know. I don't know. I moved here during COVID. Everything was closed. Like, I don't even know. And thankfully at her best life, I was talking about this and this woman in my circle, like looked at me and she was like, 
so I love lists. I think we've talked about this. Like I love lists. And she was like, well, do you have a list of things that you like to do that make you happy? And I was like, no. And so I legitimately have a Trello board <laughs> and it is, it is categorized into um, like immediate and some planning and a lot of planning. So there's things like um, read a book. And then I have a list of books that are on my to be oh, read list. Yeah. Like, so there's, there's legitimately zero thinking. There's like, I go to read a book. There's a book there. I read it. Um, there's some planning, which is like a massage, um, mm. a trip to go see like one of my friends who lives close ish or whatever, like go grab a drink with a friend or go out to eat by myself or whatever it is. And then a lot of planning, which is like a big trip. Um, but so I have this list and it's literally called Katie's happy list. <laughs> and it's like, as I think of things or I do something that makes me happy, it goes on the list. And then when we dedicate time that I'm allowed, not allowed, but like <laughs> I have the ability to like go do mom life. Yeah. You know, Katie, I actually like, I cannot wait for Connor to get a little bit older for you because I just recently did this with Liv for the first time. And I, that's, I, I have it right here, but it's actually in her handwriting Aww. and I think I'm going to frame it forever and ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it literally says happy things for mommy and live. And Aww. we went down the list and I wrote one thing and then she wrote one thing and I wrote one thing uh -huh. and she wrote one thing because like where we talk about kind of protecting your space, right? Like I've been using the language, like we have time together as a family, we have time together, two of us, and we have time together alone. And like, yeah. that's like how all that stuff goes. So those lists, man, lists, that's where it's at. The list to go yeah. to it when you need it to remind you to see it at all times. Well, and because all when, you're, when you're in the middle of being stressed and you need that moment of happiness, you're not capable of rational thought and being like, let no. me sit down and think about what I'd like to do right now. So well, you need to have those things that can trigger you to immediately transfer your mo your mood or to give yourself permission to make space for feeling happy or focusing on that because otherwise the negative emotions overwhelm every thought and you can't just consciously be like well i'm not going to think about that because there has to be something to come in and replace that thought pattern like it's thought yeah. pattern disruption and redirection yeah. well and, and I, I, i'm parenting myself all the time it's like what would i do if this was my kid who was upset and in a bad mood and we need like we were dropping them off for a birthday party. Like you don't want to go yeah. to your friend's birthday party pissed off. How are we going to disrupt this thought pattern, make it okay to put it aside for now? You know, sometimes that's coming up with what is the solution going to be, even if we're not yep. going to deal with it. Like, Oh, this um, property that's under contract is on fire, but I need to deal with this other thing right now. And I don't want to be in a bad mood for it. It's okay. What do I need to do? Well, I'm going to have to call the bank. Okay. Well, as soon as this is done, we'll go yep. call the bank and get it done. Check. It's off the list. Flush it out of the brain. Let's yep. focus on this thing. Yep. I would also, I would encourage people to share the list with somebody because when you're Ooh, really yeah. in the negative space, like misery loves company and misery loves to stick around. And so when you're like, sometimes I just want to sit in that rut and be like, nope, I feel bad. I want to feel justified and feeling bad. So I want to sit there and think about all the bad things and feel like really justified in my feelings. And so Brett also, I shared my Trello list with Brett 
so that if it's like, okay, well, you know, here between appointments on Saturday, we have two hours. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what to do. He can be like, here's this book, go read. Yeah. And like, oh, walk me in the book. <laughs> you know? Oh my yeah. God. And so, so, good job, Brett. Good job, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, not, and if you don't have a spouse, like, share it with a friend that you're comfortable with. And, you know, if you're having one of those moments, just say, like, hey, I don't really know what I want to do right now or whatever. And they can say, like, here, what about this? Um, and so that's really helpful because sometimes like it's hard to snap yourself out of it, but mm -hmm. also like sometimes you just don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of effort and we're all tired. You know, I actually made a Facebook group chat. I probably need to revive it. That was a joy chat with me and a couple of my friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was like, Hey, that was like when I was sad, man, like when I was sad and like, I need to revive it now that I'm not sad and like it share was, my energy back with other people. Since you guys all it gave was, it to me, you probably didn't even realize it, but what it I did is photos from our day of like what made us happy. Yeah. I grabbed a couple of my friends like Katie, obviously, right. That see joy and in, in happiness and all things. And I was like, all right, guys, I'm just going to dump shit. That makes me happy when I see it that, and like, I want y'all to do it too. So I can see other happy things that like, what is yeah. making my friends happy, you know? And like, sometimes like, like when you talk about tools, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> it's like coming from a place of lack of happiness to then fill your cup with happiness. And it goes back to getting your friends, man. We are, we are communal beings, yeah. you know, the whole thing, like, absolutely. So and that's true. the stuff too. Like you think about examples like, well, well, okay. Face masks make Katie happy. Like maybe they make me happy. I'm going to try a face <laughs> mask. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I read the coolest thing and I haven't fact checked this. So like, don't, <laughs> don't quote me. Don't come for me if this is wrong, but don't. I love the, I, I, I love don't the idea. Comfort me if this oh, is no. wrong. I was like, okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it was a little thing posted online and it said, Wanna hear something amazing about crying? Boy, yes, you have found <laughs> yes. the right audience. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> said emotional tears have higher protein concentration than irritant tears, which makes them fall down your cheeks more slowly, increasing the chance that they'll be seen and solicit care. In literal ways, your body is built for community. That is I choose to believe it. Nobody fact checks you. Yeah, living nobody. This is true. <laughs> and I'm over here trying to figure out how I can measure my tear fall. <laughs> if you see me walking around with a bucket, if I have buckets under my eyes, this theory. <laughs> it, it costs nothing to look the other way. <laughs> I that, so so I texted. Katie and busy the other day because it was just like one of those mornings you wake up. I had a bad dream. I was on the wrong side of bed and I just knew I was like, I can't even make the conscious decision to snap out of it. I'm just in that yeah. mood for whatever reason. Like you can blame hormones, you can blame mercury. I don't really care. It's just one of those days. Yeah. And I get in the car, I take my kids to school. I'm very purposeful. We're going to be happy. Love you guys. Goodbye. <laughs> I start driving to work and I just let out. I'm just. <laughs> Car, having a breakdown literally over like everything. Like you're like, I'm not yeah. where I'm supposed to be in life. I'm not far ahead enough. I don't want to do today. Um, like I even, I even started crying about like, Oh, it's not fair that like, I didn't meet my husband sooner in my life. Like we have less time than I want. Like <laughs> oh literally 
down the list just we're just gonna flip out about everything and what else can i be upset about about. (laughs) i was like yeah no i just had a great car crying sesh and like it's just so therapeutic and i got done i wiped everything off and i went to work and i had a normal day hell yeah man (laughs) it i don't know sometimes man just letting it out is the solution it feels good I had um, I had a friend check on me the other night because I just sent her like a quick offhand text and I was like, we love my husband going to get Taco Bell and White Claw for me at 10 p.m. And she was like, first of all, amazing. Second of all, are you okay? And I was like, I wasn't, but I'm good now. She's like, okay. She's like, Gordita Crunch solved it all. (laughs) I was like, I was like, no, I, uh. I very just like very suddenly got really overstimulated and very like just it was a really bad I couldn't get out of it and I was like I laid on my heating pad covered myself in a heated blanket and watched the fans the ceiling fan spin for about 20 minutes and I was like and then I was able to communicate like what I wanted and that was very much Taco Bell and White Claw mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's like I'm good now like I have this warmth cocoon like I just needed silence and like my body to kind of was like a reset button kind of like a cry but I couldn't even make him come out Hmm? sorry is that is that have you I'm sitting here thinking to myself as you're talking about that that I should put white space on my calendar yeah and I need Mm -hmm. to protect that white space like that for myself because like I really do get sucked in right now of like I'm I'm y'all reminded me that I know all this shit but like I'm I'm getting mm-hmm. sucked in under this undertow, getting pulled in 50 million different directions right now. And I need to need to get the get a hold of my reins. Get yeah, a hold of my I reins. Have- but do you put 15 minutes of like thing? Like, do you do that? Or is this just like one thing that you happen to be overwhelmed because it was just a rough day? No, um, after it was actually like a really good day. It was just a really rough like hour. Um mm-hmm. After I after we put Connor to bed, I have like a minimum of 10 minutes of just laying silently on my bed usually on my my heating pad is like my happy place um that night i just needed extra (laughs) yeah do you put your phone down with that like you just like meditate or what do you do so it depends sometimes i put my phone down um it depends on like if i'm feeling too needed by everybody then i put it down but sometimes i'm feeling really disconnected so i use that time to catch up on my group chats or whatever makes me feel really connected to people um but it's silent and i get to do whatever i want with it so you the know, silence is it's silent. <laughs> yeah. You know, you we at the beginning of this episode, we were talking about like hustle culture. You said hustle, yeah. blah, hustle culture versus happy culture and yeah. that shift. And yeah. I've been like kind of paying attention to this too and wondering if it's a generational shift or if it's like where we are in our ages, right? Like our mid thirties, like mm. gearing up, you know, kind of yeah. thing like this, this, this flipping into like adulthood again, interesting shift in it. And, I, uh, I, I appreciate again, like, like how you're talking about like that time with I it. Cause these are the things so. that I go to think about. Right. And it's like, when you talk to other people that are in different parts of the, the country, right. We yeah. all have similar, but very different lives. Um, yeah. and then there's these overarching strings, that goes through yeah. it. It's just, it's just interesting. I think honestly, some of it, because like, yes, there is a lot for us with our ages and the things we're going through, but this is like a, it's a huge thing, this conversation. And I think a lot of it honestly came on after COVID because so many people were defined by their hustle and it got taken away from them. 
and people were forced to rediscover what they like mm-hmm. to do or what actually matters in life. And this is the slow emergence of that. Now, I think that some people take it like way too far the other way and that if they're not happy every moment of every day, they think that they're failing. Um, And there is a degree of like, I truly actually enjoy working. So like I can never completely remove the hustle because that is actually something that makes me very happy. Girl, same. Um, (laughs) But I do love that there's more of a focus on like, I think happy culture versus hustle culture probably sounds catchy, but it's more of like a balanced congruent culture as opposed to like hustle for nothing. I've always loved the counterbalance thing that they put Mm -hmm. in. What is that? The one thing from Mm -hmm. Gary and Jay Um, that really resonated with me is that like, if you're always trying to fight for perfect balance, you're going to be so caught up in things and exhausted because you're, you're constantly just corralling your life to be on the center line. When in reality, every moment, every day, every week, you'll be out of balance either one way or the other. You'll be probably ignoring a little bit of your family because you really need to wrap up this one work thing. That's really important. And then other times somebody's calling you for work and you're ignoring them because it's time to be with your family. And like the center line just doesn't really exist. And giving yourself permission to not stress about that lets you enjoy those happy moments. Like you said, Katie. Well, and the the catch 22 in that, though, is that the happier you are, it goes back to the thirds in the room, right? And how it steamrolls on it. And that's that's the point that I want to keep making on it is that it's, it's... the happier you are, or not necessarily happier, right? Because we talked about this, like happy is an emotion. It's that. It's the whole. And the more like fiercely protective you are of your energy space yeah. and who's around you with it, the easier it is for things to fall into line and you to move quickly, quicker through the funk that you're in. Because yeah. one of my biggest sayings like, was, is the only way out is through. Mm-hmm. The only way out is through. And I said that several times. Yeah. That's yeah. And I was saying get through it faster into contentment or happiness or whatever place that you are getting to. And then recognizing it in your daily gratitude so that way you can be mindful of it when it happens. Because I think that's like crazy. I I swear I almost don't even want to say imposter syndrome because like we've talked about it, all these things. Like we were talking (laughs) about the happiness, right? It's like you can almost have imposter syndrome about your happiness and the way that we downplay our happiness, just like we downplay our successes with all that stuff. So like it's, it really is like the, the whole big picture all flowing in together and having community. And I love the permission to, to change and do something silly, Mm -hmm. you know, or be around people Mm -hmm. that understand how important it is that you cannot get them during certain time, you know, and that mm-hmm. encourage you or they're, cause they're doing something silly themselves, you know? Um, and I, it's just, the thing is though, is that we're all really lucky. I I'm sitting here thinking, okay, well, we're lucky because we're at this point where we can stop hustling, you know, <laughs> like, like all day, every single breath. Right. And, and I had to sit with that for a minute. And the fact that it's not luck, it's intention. And it's mm-hmm. a lot of really hard work. And so, yeah. like, if you're still in that point where you're hearing us, because, like, I just remember whenever I was first starting out and my manager at the time was like, you know, he could close his eyes and close a million a month. And I'd be like, you know, yeah, it's easy for you to say, you uh-huh. know, like, because, you know, whatever. 
And, um, and like, I just want to make a point that, that you can do all of these things, like no matter where you are in your hustling and in your grinding, if you will focus more on gratitude and in happiness yes. and make an intentional list, I think that's what all of us are talking about. All of us have a list somewhere that we pull out <laughs> and do that and force yourself into trying some of these new things. It will get better. And it will get easier, just like everything does with time. And yeah. so, like, I love that y'all are my friends and we're having this this big conversation because this is why I go to y'all, because we don't have to have these, these micro things, right? Like, you could say one <laughs> sentence and that's what it means, but that takes years. It takes yeah. years to really pull all this stuff. And so start with a list. Like, start with a list. And it's okay if you, if you don't know what, you know what it puts on? Everybody likes a bubble bath. Everybody likes a bubble bath, you know, like what else, what are, what other easy things do you think we could put, put on list? Like what, what's the simplest thing on your list, Katie? Read a book. Read a book. But I have like books listed so that I don't have to think about it. Um, or That's eat, important. Yeah. Eat something that I like. <laughs> Crumble. <laughs> Hashtag sponsor us. <laughs> can, can I do like a little plug though? Because you're talking about gratitude and I think that a lot of people yeah. want to do it and forget or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I've shared before that journaling to me was such a wild concept because it felt like writing in a diary, which I never understood how to do. And so like the first time I think it was in bold and they were like, OK, you have to journal every day. And I'm like, dear journal, today I made 52 calls and 30. Yeah. And like it sounded so, it sounded so dumb and it accomplished nothing. Um, but uh, one of our friends turned me on to this thing and it's called the five minute journal. And the reason I bring this up, it's for a couple points. They make it so, so, so easy to get started, right? So every single day you do three items of gratitude and then three things that will make your day great and then an affirmation. And then in the evening, you do like three things that happen, something you learn, mm -hmm. a few things or whatever. But they have an app and this app is free. So it's a five-minute journal app. And so I have to do my journaling on my phone a lot because – um, my son loves books. And if I were to write in a journal in front of him, he'd be it, all over it. What, it would not survive. So I do mine in an app. Um, but it also, if you turn on notifications every single day at 8 a.m., it says, want to start your day off with some gratitude? And then when you click <laughs> it, it takes you to your journal. That's and then at 7, at 7 p.m., it says, what great things happened to you today? And it's like your prompts to go do those things. And then you can look back over the different days, but also if you pay for the paid version, which I don't, you can upload photos and stuff. And so Viz, it's like your joy group that you talked about. So you can have this like catalog of like, oh, that brought me joy that day or whatever. But if you're having trouble with gratitude or you don't automatically turn to it, like that to me is such a great one to start with. The paper journal is really wonderful and they have some great quotes in there and stuff too. Um, but it's an app on your phone that literally prompts you to spend time in gratitude and laying out what will make your day great. I love yeah, that. And gratitude Christmas is so important. Christmas time, those five minute journals, gratitude journals, they have them for like five years. And so mm -hmm. like grab somebody in your, that you, you know, has been around for five years and you know, is going to be around for another five years. Right. Yeah. And buy them one. Y'all buy them for each other. Hold each other accountable. Do it that way. Like get a buddy. I'm a yeah. big fan of buddies. I'm going to download yeah. that app, Katie. Thank you for that. I know. Yeah. I'm definitely, I was, I was going to say, because I, 
I love gratitude and I felt like that was my antidote to discontentment was living in gratitude. And that was how I solved my issue where I was saying, I can't function in self growth and feel happy. And I don't want to be unhappy all the time for the sake of growth, but I also don't want to never grow because I want to be happy. And gratitude was my antidote, but I am, I am not the best example of somebody with a very solid calendar. Number one, I have fair custody of my children. So every other week already looks a little bit different. And so sitting there with a journal, it's so likely that I'll end up somewhere where it's not in front of me. And then all of a sudden I'm skipping my gratitude for the day. So I flipped over to just doing it in my notes. I'd have a note and now there's an app that I can do it in. So I think a lot of people are really, I don't know if hesitant is the right word, but concerned, I guess that like, oh, gratitude isn't really going to really make an impact in my feelings because of course I'm grateful for coffee and I'm grateful for (laughs) my family and my health. And like when you first start with gratitude, it is very repetitive and it takes a little while to like learn how to effectively practice gratitude and get granular and appreciate things and see how that gratitude will translate into your general contentment for the day. Because when you start your day thinking about how fortunate you are, your problems don't feel so insurmountable. Yes. So I also want to um, bring up that a couple years ago at a conference, uh, Sean anchor, I believe is his last name, wrote The Happiness Advantage, which is a phenomenal book. But some of the things that he was talking about with gratitude in different projects that were done in studies was having people do them and not repeating a thing of gratitude in 30 days. And so you can't have like, you know, you can't say that you're thankful for the same thing twice in a 30 day period. And it's cool because it makes you really like dig deep. You can't just do a surface level one. And listen, some days I am most grateful for coffee. Um, (laughs) But it also like, so if you do it in the morning and in the evening, or if you're, you know, just a morning person, whatever, what it does when you create this habit is you find yourself looking throughout the day for things to write down so that you Mm -hmm. aren't sitting there at the end of the day, like searching and trying to figure it out and stressing and making like throughout the day, you're actively searching for moments that you can write down in your book that you're either thankful for that you learned. Brett and I added a couple of things, like something that we were proud of every day. Um, and so you kind of train yourself to just look at things differently of like, okay, what am I thankful for? Or you pause and notice something like you did something and it's a fleeting moment and typically you just move along your day. Um, but because now you're in a habit of gratitude, you're like, oh, I need to remember that. And then you're like storing up all of these little happy moments and feelings, um, because you need to do it. And the other thing about it that I'll say is that uh, this was not in- intentional at first, but I do really like it now that I've started doing it. Um, so typically my gratitude is for things that are out of my control. Mm. And as we've talked about before, um, I do like control. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I think it helps me not feel panicky when I'm living in a state of being grateful for the things that are happening that I don't get to create. Um, and so my gratitudes are for things that are out of my control and my list of things that like three things that will make today great are 
things that I can do personally. Mm. So those ones are in my control. And so um, to me, that's like a really good balance, but it also helps my perspective of not feeling like overwhelmed about things that happen, quote unquote, to me. It really yeah. shifts you into that. Like this is happening for me. Ooh. Interesting. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta think when I think about stuff that I'm grateful for, I don't really think about opportunities and stuff. That's interesting. I'm going to have to sit with that for a while with my gratitude some more. I think I need to do that 30 day. Yeah. Thing. I think yes. about experiences and I think about like material things, but mm -hmm. I don't, I don't put opportunities in that. Well, and those are good too. Like don't discount, you know, the things right. that you've done for yourself and you should be grateful for like personal growth and things that you've done. But mine may be like a certain person and a conversation that I had with them or, the fact that I have a relationship with them or sunshine after like three days of rain or, you know, whatever it may be, or like sleeping well, you know, there's a lot of things that they're not really in my control. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's it's cool to look at them as like a good thing. Yeah. yeah. To me, it's kind of like that, like stop and smell the roses, but without yeah. it being so facetious, because how annoying is it when somebody's like, oh, you should just be happier. Stop and smell the roses. This oh, is like the actual process and activity you can do to get yourself to be the annoying person that does that. It's you the know, parenting version of these days go by so fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on that note, like you're talking about stopping smelling the roses. One of the sweetest things Jonathan does for me whenever I wake up and hit the ground running, working, like even before 7 a.m. is he sends me pictures of the flowers on the walk that he takes Aww. with the dog. And oh it's God. like subtle reminders of what's going on outside and how beautiful the world is. And it's, yeah. I really, I appreciate that. And so like, again, get yourself a buddy or if you need to be a buddy for somebody else, like, yeah. you know, just do it, just do it. Yeah. There's tons of ways that you could support and help each other. Yeah. Sure. I only mentioned that for tangible, tangible sure. things, like, like yeah. actual examples of that. And it's, it's great. I think that's really good. I also, um, I do want to talk about this because it's so just right here in my brain because it's so recent. Um, so along with my list of like Katie's happy list, um, I recently was presented with an opportunity to, with three weeks notice, go to Paris um, <laughs> on a holiday. Uh, and <laughs> I said it to Brett like kind of as a joke. And he was like, yeah, you should go. And I was like, I'm going to need you to come home and look me in the eyeballs and understand that I will be gone for almost a week over a family holiday and like that you're really okay with it. And um, I, I, the reason that I bring this up is because um, I give myself a lot of permission to find happiness in small moments mm -hmm. uh, because I have a lot of small moments. I'm, I'm going to cry. I'm with my son all the time and his laughter makes me really happy. Um, and I find ways to do things for myself, like the conversations that I have with people and helping me get through like hanging on by a thread really for mm -hmm. like a long time. And I'm so proud of myself and the fact that I've had the opportunity to do the things that I'm even working on now is like so cool. Um, it was a huge deal. First of all, like 
so much gratitude that I have a partner that was like, yep, go, I've got the kid. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. not a small thing. But it was such a huge deal for me to say, okay. And I know myself really well. And I know that I overthink and I know that everything that I do seems like a burden to others in my brain. And so I caught myself in a moment where I was fantasizing about like, wow, but how fun would that actually be? And so I went and bought my plane ticket. And yeah. like in that moment, you yeah. know, because like he had already said go. And I was just, <laughs> I was trying to reconcile with myself and I couldn't understand why I wouldn't let myself mm. do it when like I so badly want to make everybody else in my world happy. And so again, like, not that a trip is going to fix everything, you know, that's stressful in my life, but oh, well, I don't know. It might. Well, why did know. you let yourself do it then, Katie? Yeah. Like, like, what was it? Like, what was it that, that pushed it over for you when you sat with it and like, just did it? Was it just pulling the fear and jumping off the cliff? Right. Cause you were in the moment and you did it. Or was it like, you know, what, what was your thought process? It was because, um, the people in my world deserve a me who actually is like a little more functional than I have been when I'm so burnt out mm -hmm. and um because at her best life uh conversations that I had led me to write in a journal that it's my turn mm -hmm. and it's not my turn really often <laughs> um you know and and it's hard um and this phase of life is really beautiful for a lot of reasons, but also really, 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 really hard. And um, it was me kind of parenting myself that it's it's okay for it to be my turn. And um, I work my ass off, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know? Yes. And yeah, you do. It's yeah. Okay. It's okay for me to occasionally, like, do the really big, really cool things. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. And, you know, like big cool things are experiences <laughs> or what it's all about, you know, yeah. like that with that, <laughs> with it. And like, yeah. I, I'm so proud of you, Katie. Thanks. I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of Thanks. you with that. And like, you know, like, you, yes, be proud of yourself for that too. It's hard. A, it's really I hard. I got a tattoo yeah. while I was there. Um, I got one. I showed y'all that's a little heart that Connor drew. Um, but then I got one on my ribs and it's in French to remind myself of like that leap to go take that trip. But it yeah. says in French, don't forget to live, um, which I just, I, I will probably do like a whole episode on all of the things with that was, that trip was so cool for a lot of reasons. Um, but it was like, don't, don't forget to live. And like, there's a lot of living I do in my day to day, but like, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't forget to go live and, and and do the big things like happiness comes yeah. in really small packages but it also comes in really big ones sometimes and it's okay to say mm -hmm. yes <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely I love that. <laughs> yeah I I mean yes there is so much and it's so important to learn how to feel the happiness in the little moments because if you can only let yourself be happy when you're doing the big trips right then your entire life is miserable outside of the one vacation you get to take yeah. And that is not a way to live, but getting so hyper-focused and saying like, this is all I deserve yeah. is not healthy either. Like, especially yeah. people that are listening to this podcast are probably all fairly similar to us in that they're working hard to create a life that they want and you deserve to take the reward. Like you deserve yeah. to take the reward. You don't always have to give the reward of your efforts. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We, is that like snaps or? Mm-hmm. Um, I also, again, I found something online. This was actually posted on fa- my Facebook memories, brought this up, and it makes me laugh, but it's like such a good thing, too. It says, you can get where you need to go without colliding into every obstacle on the way. You're an entrepreneur, not a Roomba. (laughs) (laughs) I I love to challenge that theory. (laughs) I love it so much because we create so many obstacles to like our happiness or our joy or our goals or whatever. And like, you don't have to. Sometimes it is really as simple as like, this seems fun. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly whenever I, I, when live right before live turned one, I had a similar experience, Katie, where my, my friend Jeannie called me and was like, let's go to England and visit Adrian. And I said, when <laughs> it's like the first thing, but it was like, if I had time to think about it, I wouldn't have like, whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, this kind of was asking about that too. Cause it's, again, it's cool. All this overarching stuff and Katie, it's, I really appreciate your your vulnerability there with that because I I look to you as as someone that is such a you know like you it's very easy for you to say yes and no to things yeah. in your life. It's yeah. very easy and I look to you as that like a strength like that's a superpower because you have this mm-hmm. very clear vision of of that and it's 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 interesting to to see you like struggle with something like that with yeah. it. And it's it's cool for you to be vulnerable about it. <laughs> um, honestly, it's cool for you to be vulnerable about it because you, you're so confident in what you say yes and no to, right. Yeah. That gives you mm-hmm. that to do it, but it's like the clarity for yourself. And yeah. it's like the same thing. Like y'all can't see this video, but like my office is an absolute pigsty. And it's like my friend Brian was like, well, that's because you take care of everybody else first. And so yep. like, you know, this, and it's just, it's just, yeah, like Katie, I am. I'm really proud of you. I'm really <laughs> proud you. of you for for pulling the, the lever and and booking that ticket when you were in the moment and like knowing <laughs> yourself, you know, like knowing <laughs> yourself well enough to know to do that, you know? Yeah. And then like you, we talk about the board of directors we talked about, like you had already checked with all of your support, you yep. know? And so it's like, you did all of these things yet it's still hard. And yeah, I think that sure. that's really important that, you know, with all of this stuff, like, again, like that's you and you're sick of it. And it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Like, thank yeah. you. Thanks. Uh, also, three weeks seems to be my sweet spot. Like when our original wedding plan got nixed and we had to replan a wedding, we planned it three weeks from then, got invited to parents three weeks from when we were leaving. So like anybody who has a cool adventure, I need three weeks notice, apparently. <laughs> that's my, <laughs> that's my, that's my thing. Notice. Yeah. I like that for the episode name. Three weeks uh, notice. Yeah. I really, I really like that this points out that happiness. I feel like I need three weeks notice to be happy sometimes. Like I need three weeks <laughs> notice to put this on my calendar and I'm going to be happy here. <laughs> like this four hours is for happy. <laughs> and like, don't let that happen. Yeah. Don't let that happen. I mean, it's such a great way to highlight that like we package feeling happiness as this very straightforward experience. And that if I accomplish X, I will be happy. If I buy this thing, I will be happy. And happiness is an emotion. It means it comes and coincides with others and it does not exist in a vacuum, which is a great and a bad thing because it doesn't mean that like you have to wait to be happy about something, but you also will never obtain 100% moments of happiness. And if you can come to accept that 
and start to interpret your day through gratitude, through moments of happiness, big and small, contentment, growth, and really, I think at the end of the day, aligning yourself with the mission of your life, which changes and evolves over time. But if you can identify that and you're always in alignment with the mission of your life, you will find more joy. Yes. 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 We should talk about (laughs) missions next. We should. We should. We should should talk about mission statements next. Ooh. Biz, have you done Quantum Leap before? No. You need to. Oh. Anybody listening to this, this is not a – for real estate agents class, this is for no. anybody. It's called Quantum Leap. It is designed by Gary Keller, the founder of Keller Williams. But it is such a good class. It helps you build your life's mission. And it has pieces that teach you about finances and wealth and things like that too. But the core of it and what I take the most out of is its life mission building uh, exercises. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have never heard of it or you don't know how to take it, uh, that's an open invitation to message me and I will tell you when there is a class near you. You can be like me and just text Katie and say, hey, I think I need this. Where do I go? (laughs) (laughs) And then Katie will get to feel happy because she gets to connect you with somebody, which is her favorite thing to do. Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. Well, I am so glad we took time to talk about happiness. I hope everybody that listened to this is going to go and take some conversations with their circles and hopefully their board of directors about happiness. Go make a list, your your little joy list like Katie had. (laughs) Start some gratitude and just find happiness, dude, because what is being alive without letting yourself feel happy? So Ah. thanks for listening to We're Your Friends Now. We hope you have a fabulous day and we will be here next week.